Hi everyone, my name is Chris McGowan, a.k.a. Chris McGoogs, McGowan, a.k.a. McGoogs. This show is me watching Pretty Little Liars. Now, I'm a fan of, you know, the West Wing Weekly was a big part of my viewing experience because I had never seen the show before. Listening to that podcast, hearing interviews with guests, it was very, it was very much like um, a book club. Like, you got to watch the show for me the first time, and then I got to, like, listen to a recap afterwards. It was great. If you're expecting that level of quality here, um, I have some bad news. It's probably not going to be that. However, you will soon meet um, some PLL experts. Uh, they will come on and help me out to uh, dissect this show. And let me be clear, I am invested. This isn't like an ironic, like, oh, Chris watches Prilla Liars. Like, no, I, I am invested. And let me tell you a little bit about this. A few friends of mine, whom you shall meet eventually, really enjoy the show, and they said, Chris, would you watch Pretty Little Liars? Now, I don't know the reasons why they wanted me to watch it, but I did. And right away, I had some theories about A. Like, I want to know who A is. And let me take a step back. Let me tell you a little bit about the show in case you, like me, are joining the show for the first time. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. So he can help you figure out who's A. There's a series of novels written by Sarah Shepard called Pretty Little Liars. I, Marlene King, uh, developed this show, and there's obviously a whole bunch of writers that uh, helped along the way. Uh, it first premiered on ABC Family back in 2010. Um, somewhere along the way, I believe that's when ABC Family became Freeform, I think. Uh, but the show ended up finishing up in uh, 2017. I am aware of two spinoffs, which I don't think are spoilers for myself, but I know that those exist. And also just in the zeitgeist, I knew that the show had this mystery about who is A. And I didn't quite understand what he was doing. I know A was harassing the main leads of the show. That's really about all I knew. So let's just start with the pilot, which is called Pilot. And I'm going to assume that you've watched the episode. And I'm not going to give like a full recap, but I'm just going to go kind of kind of highlights that hit me along the way. And then at the end, I'm, the goal is, at least for this first season, I'm going to try. And maybe it goes past the first season. I'm going to give you who I think A is as of the end of each episode. So we'll go through some some highlights, some things to consider, and then I'll give you my A theory. And then as we progress, I guess I'm going to evolve and shape my theory of A and then and see how it goes. Um, so I hope you find this um, informative, enhances your viewing for the first time or reviewing experience. I'm recording this in the time of WandaVision airing on Disney+, and spoilers are hitting Twitter later the day. Now, actually, this is a new thing. I guess episodes pop at like midnight. So spoilers are happening at like 12.30 a.m. on Thursday night. So now I have to watch it immediately. So spoilers hit all over the place. And I know there are people out there that don't care about spoilers. Let me tell you why I do because it's usually a crafter of story has set up events in a certain way to give you a surprise moment, to shock you, to satisfy you, to answer a question that you've been looking for for a long time. When someone tells you what that is before it happens, you just can't recreate that moment. Now, for some, they don't care. Or for some people, maybe that moment doesn't matter too much to them. For me, I want to honor that. 
This one's going to be Pretty Little Liars. I plan on doing an MCU rewatch with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter in there, too. Uh, but probably not the Inhumans show. Sorry for fans of that Inhumans show. I'm undecided about the Netflix shows because they're not really part of the universe, but I guess they are. There's not a real tie-in. Anyway, I'll probably do a Doctor Who one, even though I've done that offline once before. It's quite a haul. But the MCU and Doctor Who are shows I've seen before. Pretty Little Liars is a show I haven't seen before. It's a big show that I missed, you know, over these past few years. And there's a few shows like this that had a big central question or a big mystery that's perfect for a rewatch because I can re-experience it. For instance, I'm watching Supernatural now, and that's a show that kind of has mysteries and questions throughout it. It's kind of similar. This is not a spoiler. This is all over their marketing and probably on the DVD packaging. I'm trying to figure out who A is. That is probably the main goal of this podcast, to see if myself, and maybe collectively as a community, we can all figure out who it is for your first-time viewers. So each episode will cover an episode. So for instance, today uh, is going to be Season 1, Episode 1, and we'll kind of go in sequential order from there. I won't be combining episodes, I won't be com- unless it's like a short or some, some weird thing. Um, again, I'm aware that there are two spinoffs. I'm pretty sure I'm going to add them in the continuum. I may consult my uh, PLL experts to see if there is crossovers. So much like Buffy and Angel, there was a lot of crossover, so I may, may incorporate those into the viewing, but we'll see. We'll get there. Also, I will not do a beat-by-beat breakdown of the plot. I will assume that if you're listening to this, you've already watched it. So for me to tell you what you just watched seems redundant. My main objective is to kind of be the detective here and try to see if with all the evidence we have gathered, we can figure out who A is, okay? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm very invested in the main characters and their lives and their drama and who they're kissing and everything. So we'll absolutely hit on those story beats. But basically, I am the good detective, the opposite of uh, this detective that we meet in this episode, who I hate. Um, I consider each episode evidence. So what will happen is we'll kind of go through it. I'll lay out my theories, and then I'll give you a prime suspect at the end of each episode. There might be a string where I could have the same prime suspect, and you know who knows, it might change. I may have more than one. Which leads me to spoilers. Now, full disclosure, I've watched up to about episode 10 of season 1, which is when I decided I should do this. So I'm going to go back and record these episodes first, and then I'm going to resume my my watching. So a little bit this is on me. I don't want to tell you something that I know because I watched episode 5 in episode 1. So I'm going to be very careful about that. Let me give you some tips. Number 1, the internet is your enemy. Spoilers are everywhere. I accidentally Googled a character to see how they spelled their name, and there was a Wikipedia article with a little detail that I considered potentially a spoiler, so I closed right away. Didn't make any sense to me, so I don't think it's a spoiler. But just so you know, even Googling character names is risky. There was a BuzzFeed quiz. There's a little detail in there to, with one of the questions, and don't Google it, trust me, um, that, again, potentially was a spoiler. Um, about a particular character. So again, be very, very careful. And if you can, just don't Google anything. Just, just, just watch it. Listen to this. I got gotcha. you. This may go without saying, but each episode here will obviously contain spoilers for this episode and all previous. So, for instance, when I record this episode for season one, episode six, we will be discussing the material from one through six. Right? There will be no spoilers for me or anyone else beyond that, and that goes for my guests too. But if you have a friend who wants to jump in the middle of this uh, podcast, just forewarn them, 
that I will be spoiling um, anything that's happened before this moment. Okay. I also kindly ask, don't spo- don't spoil me, which I know I'm asking for someone to do that on social media. I did not set up a Gmail particularly for this purpose. I know there are trolls out there. I know they'll try to probably uh, ruin the show for me. I will try my best. And even if uh, I do see something, I'm probably going to consider it not real. So, yeah. Uh, that said, there is one very minor spoiler I should give now, only because it does relate to this podcast. So if you don't want to hear anything at all, I would consider moving ahead five seconds, okay? Wait for I'll, I'll count down. Wait for it. So in three, two, one. We won't find out who A is until the series finale. Boop! Spoiler end. Okay. So that means... This podcast will go all seven seasons. I think that works still non-spoilery. So just so you know, we're going to cover the entire show. So think of me as detective or, you know, even just that coworker that you always go to to chat about theories and what's going on on a show. I'm that dude in your office except in audio format. So we'll be constructing theories, tying uh, threads together, noticing minute details. And it is my goal and collectively our goal to figure out who a is as soon as possible i also want to take a minute here to uh encourage us to have a healthy relationship to theories you know uh, talk about this time of one division the discussion has come up that sometimes when people create the ending or or whatever they think is really going on in their heads and then the show doesn't do that they're disappointed and they have a poor opinion of the show because it didn't live up to the story they had in their minds. I'm thinking of you, toxic Star Wars bros, who have created move, whole movies in their heads and then trash everything on the internet because the movie didn't do that. You know, in WandaVision, no spoilers here, but the, a lot of people had theories about what they thought was really going on, and the show went their own direction. And there was some, there was some negative fan reaction to that, and I remember seeing someone who I respect highly, who basically said, you know, need to find that balance, you know, having fun with theories, but also not letting that lead to some sort of weird disappointment. That said, if a show has issues of quality or or harmful content, I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for, it deserves such criticism. I'm I'm looking at you, Game of Thrones Season 8, and I'm sure there are people, I know the people that that love the end of Game of Thrones Season 8, we're not going to get into that in this podcast, but... The point is, I don't want the Chris Watches community to harass or confront creators of this show or any show and say, well, we thought it was the Ghost of Christmas Past that was A this whole time, and it wasn't. So WTF, that's not what this is for. This is meant to be for fun, to kind of get us to watch along together. The eventual identity of A is just something that we're going to have to accept and if we want to criticize, how about how about I put it this way? I won't be mad when the show reveals A to be something I did not expect or we did not theorize or something we threw away a long time ago. And I, and I ask you to join me in that letting go of trying to be right and dis- <laughs> being disappointed if when we are wrong. Again, other criticisms, uh, welcome, encouraged, etc., Um, But let's not be mad that the writers did not pick the Ghost of Christmas Past, but instead the Ghost of Christmas Future, which in the end should have been obvious from the beginning. One last thing to note, uh, I'm so spoiler-free that 
I still don't remember every character's name because I don't even want I don't even want to go on IMDb because there could be a potential spoiler there, right? If someone pops up in the show in season six that I may know that what I see in season one is not permanent. You know what I mean? So I like even that I'm not even looking. So for now, you may hear me give some nicknames for people. It's not out of disrespect. It's not out of ignorance. It's not even out of not paying attention. There's just old, they throw a lot of people at you right away. And I just don't remember everyone's name. So apologies in advance, but I promise you, I will figure out their names as we go along. For instance, uh, there's a character, Arya. Her parents have names, uh, but for now, I know them as Piper from Charmed and that Eva villain pastor dude from Supergirl, right? So that's what they are. I'm sure I'll get it eventually. All right, let's get into this. This is called Pilot, uh, very aptly named. I, you know, I'm not trying to read too much into it. I'm sure this was literally what they called it when I went to uh, the network, ABC Family at the time. We open up, uh, we're in Rosewood, Pennsylvania, which I'm assuming is where we're going to be for the whole show. Uh, based on what I can tell, uh, Rosewood is more of like a suburb, but there's definitely some rural, small town parts to it. It's definitely not a big city. Um... So yeah, I think that's important to know because there's no like skyscrapers people run to or anything like that. And everyone seems to uh, drink in barns because uh, we see our four characters and the infamous Allison at the very beginning. Um, we have our main four, which is Arya, Hannah, Spencer, who I call Preston for some reason, and Emily. And they're all having fun. Allison's there. And um, having rewatched this pilot again, if you have only watched it once, just go ahead and rewatch that opening scene uh, because the uh, the performers there are giving you very nuanced uh, facial reactions to things Allison is saying. I think if you're just watching this, you probably pay no attention to it, but just 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 notice it. Just take a look. Uh, she's saying things very intentional to her so-called friends, so everyone falls asleep. And again, uh, since I'm a detective here, um, what happens is, at least to what we see, is Emily and Hannah are still asleep. Aria wakes up with her purple streaks. They're not pink. Uh, and then Spencer Preston is already awake. So Aria goes to the door of this barn, and Spencer Preston says, Allison's gone. Allison is missing. Right? And then we get our, our theme song. Cut to one year later. Now... Here we're going to kind of go off of the script a little bit and just kind of introduce our four main players here. Arya is moving back to Rosewood. I guess they've been gone for a year. And this is just in my notes, but it sounds like her parents, right after Allison disappears, they say, let's get out of town. They leave. And then I guess on the anniversary of Allison's missing, they're like, you know, what? this is the best time for us to take our daughter back to the hometown where her, one of her good friends just disappeared. I don't know. I, I, I think... You know, if I was in that um, relationship with a spouse and uh, we had a, a child who went through trauma, uh, you know, leaving this town, maybe going back on the anniversary of her disappearing may not be my, our first choice. Maybe we just push it back a little bit. But you know what? Uh, closing deals on homes waits for no trauma. So here we are. So here, I, this, is, this is not a complaint. And, and just to be clear, I don't complain about this show. But Arya does go inside a bar, and I know there's such things as underage bars, but it feels like it's midday, and so she's in a bar ordering, I guess, a burger. <laughs> I don't know. I've not been in many bars where you could just go in and order a burger like that. I, I don't know. Maybe it's more like, I'm sorry, maybe it's more like a TGI Fridays, right? Uh, maybe I'm being too uh, too, uh, too close-minded. Maybe it's much more open. But anyway, she's there um, ordering a burger, and this guy there who... I don't know. Um, I don't know. He doesn't think that this is weird, so they go make out in the bathroom. 
They smooch in the bathroom. Um, it's worth noting that um, he mentions the song B-26, just for no reason whatsoever. Um, by the way, Arya's parents are the aforementioned Piper from Charmed and the evil pastor guy from uh, Supergirl. Um, I'm Again, I don't remember their character names, uh, but uh, they do exist. She does have a younger brother who's way into, uh, I think, water polo, some sort of polo. He needs sticks. So, so they're dealing with that. So we meet Hannah. Hannah has this really funky spy music thing going on, and she basically uh, uh, shoplifts uh, some sunglasses. And she randomly runs into Spencer Preston there, and this is a line we're going to hear quite, a, quite often throughout the show. Secrets keep us close, which apparently is what Allison used to say a lot. And Spencer Preston says something. What she finds is that it drives them apart. So no surprise, Secrets is going to play a big role in this entire show. Then we get uh, to jump back to Arya for a moment, which is not, which is very intentional. We see um, a flashback because she has the pink streaks, or sorry, purple. They're not pink. Uh, they're purple streaks in her hair. She's walking with uh, Allison, and they go down a, a street here, and they see Dad. She recognizes her dad car, I guess, and then she he's in the back seat with a blonde woman, and they're making out. And Allison is there with Arya. Okay, and they both see this. Uh, there is a third girl, and I forget her name, but she briefly sees it. I don't think she puts it together, but Allison clearly does. So, again, uh, the villain, you know, the pastor villain from Supergirl, listen, I'm not a, a fair person. I don't run and have affairs all the time, but I, I would imagine if you were, you would probably consider, well, maybe if I go park my car with this woman who is not my wife, Maybe not do it on the route home that my daughter usually takes. Let's just go, like, on the other side of, of town. Like, maybe not park in the alley in my car. I don't know. Not saying he's an evil genius, um, but for the upcoming mystery of A, he seems way too incompetent to be A. So, you know, if I'm a detective right now, uh, Supergirl villain dude is totally not A. He is really stupid in terms of being uh, shady. I noticed a uh, we go to school and Emily and Arya are chatting about Allison. Uh, there's a guy in the background that does this uh, hair flip thing. It's really impressive. It's definitely from 2010. Um, and I wrote in my notes, Allison dead? Officially just missing. So as of this point in the pilot, she's just still missing and it's been a year. Um, we also get a little bit of Hannah is now cool. Uh, I guess she wasn't. Um, oh, sorry, Mona. Mona is the is the friend. Mona is the person that saw Arya and Allison, but I don't think she recognized her, Arya's dad. But Mona is now cool too. Anyway, and Emily basically tells Arya, "Well, their little circle of friends disbanded. You know, basically after Arya left and Allison disappeared, uh, the other three kind of fell out of touch." Then, of course, the big reveal, uh, Mr. Fitz writes his name on the board, and whoops-a-daisy, he turns around, and that is the boy Arya was making out at in the bar. Um, so he's like, oh boy, and she's like, oh boy. And everyone's like, why are they looking at each other like that? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, so we get our first... So um, I don't know how formal I'm going to be about this, but we get our first A text message. This is a text on a good old flip phone. Um, I didn't realize, I didn't remember where, I think this text message actually happens in class. And correct me if I'm wrong, uh, fans. But it, her text says, maybe he fools around with students all the time. A lot of teachers, uh, a lot of teachers do. I'm going to write that down. Just ask your dad, dash A. So here's A's first uh, reveal. Uh, clearly A has Aria's phone number. We know this. And A is aware of that moment in the flashback that we saw not too long ago. And we've already determined that 
as far as we can tell, there's two other people there. Allison, maybe Mona, could be a blonde lady, but I don't know why she would, I don't know how she would be in class to know this. So we could theorize that A is probably in that classroom or can see into that classroom. I mean, they have to because the text came in at the perfect moment. I, know. I guess it could be coincidence, but something to consider. Okay. And the aria is the one that leads us astray by saying, Allison. Now, here's something I'm going to make clear from the get-go. Even when I watched this the first time around, A is obviously not Allison. There's no way. Uh, that's too obvious and it's where the show wants to start to lead us. So all these red herrings that... Allison is A is complete bogus. So it's not even a spoiler. It's just my working theory. Okay. So Emily M goes to the sold De Laurentiis house. Uh, apparently Allison's last name is Allison De Laurentiis. Uh, De Laurentiis is a pretty infamous um, industry name uh, in the film and TV industry. Not sure if there's any connection there. I just thought that's funny. And I think Emily's, and this is going to play into it. I think Emily's mom is conservative only, and I don't say that to to demean anyone with conservative political beliefs, necessarily. Um, but she doesn't like goths. And I just remember her making a comment about Arya's hair, like, uh, she looks like a goth or something like that. So I think I think that's important for Emily's uh, arc overall, is that her mom appears to be a little conservative. Emily does give a glance at Allison's stuff, and it looks like she wants to take something, but she doesn't. That's worth noting. Uh, she meets Maya St. Germain, a.k.a. the Slayer that I think got robbed on Buffy. I really wish we had seen more of her Slayer character. Uh, that's a potential spoiler for Buffy, but uh, I think by, at this point, if you haven't watched Buffy, uh, you probably have. Uh, uh, you probably should. So Emily's a swimmer. Uh, Maya's a cellist, and then she offers Maya offers Emily a little bit of weed, and it's Emily's first weed puff. Again, this little, this uh, uh, hint that uh, maybe Emily's a little. I don't want to say sheltered, but. Maybe um, drinking and weed are things that um, she just doesn't really do all that much. Uh, we go to Spencer Preston now, and she converted a she converted a barn to a loft. I wrote that in my notes. I don't even know if that's accurate, but apparently um, she did that. So congrats to her. But unfortunately, her sister Melissa and I recognize that actress. I don't know where she's from. Again, I'm not looking up IMDb, but she's moving in with her boyfriend uh, Ren. I wrote it down with three N's, Ren. So Melissa took uh, her sister's barn, and uh, Spencer Preston is not happy about that. Uh, we have a wolf moon. For a second, I thought we might have a werewolf on this show. Apparently not. Uh, Ren is very clearly flirting uh, with uh, Spencer Preston, and Ren uh, should know better because he obviously has to know that she's in high school. So uh, shame on Ren. Uh, Ari is at Fitz's door, um, kind of looking in. I noticed something on the board, again, for our uh, detectives out there. Atticus, voice of reason, scout, moral, or amoral, and he spelled amoral with a-moral. Just something to note. Not sure why he would have done that, unless he's A. Uh, but also moral, amoral, like, you know, should I be making out with my high school student? I would probably put that uh, on a no. That would be my vote, is to probably not do that. But apparently this is still, they're not, they're not sure what they want to do about this. So if it says no... And that kind of ends that. He's like, we can't do this. And she's like, oh, all right, well, whatever. Uh, so now we're throwing out Allison stuff, and Emily sees it. We see Emily look at it again. Again, I think she wants to get something out of there. I don't know what it is, but I, I, I get a, I get a vibe. And we almost have a smooch with Emily and Maya. It's, a, it's like a, it's one of those, it's one of those like half cheek ones where like you go in for a hug. It's like, oh, is that supposed to happen? A number two. A has a handwritten note in Emily's locker. Again, so this is in the. I think they're in the showers, right? So, so far, A 
uh, can see into a classroom, can text Aria. Uh, a also has access to Emily's locker, at least at least enough to write a note, slip it in, and no one to notice apparently. So that's worth noting. Uh, a A right now has a lot of access. Uh, a at least it sounds like would be a fellow student. Next, we have Ren full on making a move on Spencer Preston here. Uh, again, it's very clear. To, it's very clear to me, and I think they both know what's going on. But the the sister who was actually dating Ren uh, returns, and they run out of the room. So there you go. I wrote down Arya hand puppet, and I don't quite know why. So we're just going to move on. Uh, oh yeah, we have Spencer uh, staring uh, and watching um, uh, her her sister and Ren uh, come home, and like they smooch outside, I guess. And uh, A has email. A emails uh, Spencer Preston right away at that exact moment. She hears a little bleep. And, and something about uh, she's always kissing Alyssa's boyfriends. So A can also, and Spencer, Spencer's on to this, right? She looks out her window because A saw her looking out the window and has her email address. Uh, apparently, um, Wi-Fi? I mean, we don't have Wi-Fi. Do we have Wi-Fi in 2010? Of course we do. Uh, and data. So she either either A is in a car with, uh, you know, some sort of uh, data plan to email. And then she does see a little uh, a blonde-haired woman across the street. I don't remember thinking about that moment because Spencer sees a woman with blonde hair turning around. I don't know if that's the old home of the De Laurentiis. I don't know. It's not clear. If it is, that's important, but it's not made clear. We also get the debut of the Jenna thing. And again, let me be clear, I thought this in the pilot, and I maintain this. I'll maintain this until proven otherwise. Jenna is not A. The show is going to really want us to think Jenna is A. And I'm going to do uh, they're going to do a full core press for 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 a while here, and it starts here. Um, I've never bought it. Again, it's too easy. Uh, as you'll meet Jenna shortly. That's um, no, not her. Uh, Hannah's mom makes a great Caesar salad. I just noticed that. Uh, Dad left. And then uh, the detective, uh, I did skip over Hannah getting kind of arrested. Did I get, oh no, I didn't. Uh, yeah, the detective uh, arrests her. She goes down to the station. And so we cut to Hannah in some sort of waiting room. Her mom's talking to creepy detective. She gets another, she gets a text uh, mocking her, mocking her weight. Uh, uh, body shaming her again. A. So A is in the police station. Like, how would A know that she's sitting there? So we'll go over that before we wrap. Um, but then she's released. Oh, yeah. Then we have a kerfuffle. We're getting to the end here. They found a body inside uh, the old dealer into Sis house. So Maya runs out and tells Emily, It's your friend. The body comes out of the house in a full bag, so there's no facial ID. Uh, I did what to myself. I wrote a note here. Uh, really like the track. Whatever song is playing during this little montage here, I loved it. We get another mention of the Jenna thing. Apparently, Allison was located in some sort of gazebo, and I guess underneath. I didn't get the full details, but apparently there's some sort of gazebo under construction, and that's where her remains were found. Uh, then we get uh, Detective and Mom Hannah smooching. We do we do meet Mom De Laurentiis at some sort of church memorial. There's a second. Mr. Fitz, uh, Arya smooch in the stairwell, although then she kind of walks away. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. But then Ma De Laurentiis even says to the gals back into, in the memorial, I didn't know Allison and Jenna were friends. And someone says, they weren't. So again, we're supposed to think, oh, 
uh, Jenna hates Allison and all of them, and she she's must be messing with them. Uh, that's kind of the overview. Let's go over uh, two quick things before we make our um, theories here. So A, and A, by the way, there's a closed casket on A. Um, so right away, I'm sorry, <laughs> listen to me. There's a closed casket for Allison. Um, this is uh, Movie Viewing 101. If you don't see who it is, it's probably not that person. So we don't see them come out with a person. We don't see their face. Uh, we don't see who's in the casket. I'm going to say it right now. Allison is not in that casket. Um, I, I don't know how you fake all that, uh, but they did. So that's that's theory number one. Uh, theory number two is uh, A clearly has access to the school. Uh, a knows the four of them very well. Uh, a knows their email addresses, uh, their lockers, um, their phone numbers, and personal details about their life. So all signs point to Allison, obviously. But as we know, that absolutely cannot be her. So this person also has access to the police station, or at least really good timing. And then so my final prediction, so here's my working theory. Uh, a is the detective who stands very weirdly at the end of the episode against a tree looking at them. Like he like he confronts them, is, is a little aggressive, and then walks like 10 feet away and leans against a tree and stares at them. Very strange. But he's the only one I could see possibly having that sort of access. You know, as a, as a law enforcement officer, he probably has illegal access to these uh, personal details. Uh, maybe he's been working on the disappearance, so he knows some of the things about them. And so he's trying to get some get, get a lead. So he is A... Which is, by the way, this is if the, he is a in doing this to to figure out who uh, the, who uh, is responsible for Allison's disappearance. This is very unprofessional, and he will lose his job in theory. <laughs> all right, in the very final moment, that's why I think it's a detective. In the very final moment, they all get a text at the same time. So someone has, someone is so A is there, and again, the detective just spoke to them. It's it'd be a nice way to mess with them and maybe get them to confess to uh, to hurting hurting her. Um, so yeah, so that's my theory. So let me know what you all think. Uh, we're going to move on to episode two next time and build off this theory. Um, a has a lot of personal information about our four leads. Um, and the detective, I, Detective Wilder, I guess is his real name. He is A, trying to um, find out who's responsible for Allison's uh, disappearance. There we go. Until next time, hmm, I got to come up with a catchphrase. Hmm. Uh, we're going to try out catchphrases here. Let's try out this one. Um, secrets only have power if you keep them. Tell everyone your secrets, and no one will text you at awkward times. Okay? I've been uh, Chris McGowan. I'm watching Pretty Little Liars, and I hope you do too.